Hi everyone, welcome back to Things We Think We Know. I'm Kyla. I'm Lee. Should I start off with like, how are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Living life. My birthday's next week, so I'm just hyped up about that. Oh yeah, you're gonna be 22. Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna be playing that all day. How exciting. Okay, well, I say let's just jump right into it, okay? Sure. Cool. So today we wanted to talk about, um, I guess, our heritage, a little bit about our culture. We're both Filipino-American and about our experiences growing up Filipino-American. Woo! Woohoo! Just in time for... Filipino American History Month, October. Yep. It's October to commemorate the first Filipinos that came to America. And Larry Itliang. Did you ever learn about him? Yes. And Philip Veracruz. Carlos Bulosan. Yes. See, we know some things. Yeah. We went to college. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, just to give a little backstory, I guess, backstory on us, a little background. We're both second-generation Filipino-Americans. My parents, well, so my mom immigrated here when she was, like, 21, and my dad at the time was still living in the Philippines, and then they got married years later, and then I actually lived in the Philippines for the first couple years of my life, if you knew, if you didn't I know. Didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, but I mean, you were not born remember. there. No. So I was born here because my mom wanted me to have the citizenship. Oh. And then, but then right after I was born, because my dad was still in um, the Philippines, we lived there for, I feel like a couple years, my first year. That's what my parents always talk about. But It was short-lived because apparently I had allergies and we came back to the U.S. Uh, All because of your allergies. Yep, that's what it is. My blood was American through and through, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) My parents came around the same age as well, or like same age as your mom. So my dad came first when he was 17, so kind of younger. Oh, okay. Um, But he was already with my mom. They hadn't gotten married yet, but they were doing a long distance i guess um and then he came back to the philippines to marry my mom and had my sister who was born in the philippines and then since my dad had gotten his citizenship that's when he was able to like go back to the u.s and then send my mom and my sister over as well so my mom came when she was around like 20 something early 20s oh okay yeah and then oh. I was born years later. And they, they, that's, he moved to North Carolina. That's where. No, um, they actually immigrated to New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. So did my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. that's a common place besides California. Right. Okay. So I would say that you and I are both pretty proud of being Filipino American. I mean, oh, actually. Yeah. I have yet to meet a Filipino who is not proud to be Filipino, and I think that's super cool. I think we're always loud and proud about it. Mm. 
Very true. At least at this age. I mean, I'm sure we've all gone through our struggles and that we're going to talk about our struggles growing up with it, but like going to college to, you know. Yeah. What was your experience growing up? Like, did you have, do you remember your first experience like you had said that you wished you were white in an episode before so do you remember what started that what fueled the fire I mean I was just super insecure as a child and like I talked about before I didn't grow up around a lot of other Filipinos and Phil I'm gonna use Filipinex Oh, yeah, yeah. When we're, like, talking about the Philippinex American community and Philippinex American experience, just so that we're being inclusive towards all all genders beyond the binary. Mm-hmm. So, like, whoever identifies as genderqueer or, or does not identify within the gender binary, um, we just like to use Philippinex when we're referring to, like, the diaspora. So, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Um, back to me in elementary school, I did not grow up around a lot of Filipinexes and, well, I lived in a predominantly white community and I always felt like I was living in like two worlds where, you know, like when I went to school, I had to kind of just act like everyone else. Like I didn't really talk about my ethnicity or like my heritage or anything like that because I don't know I just felt like no one would understand you know and so when I went home then that's when you know like I was able to like be more Filipina more myself I'm trying to think there was a term that I learned like in one of my psychology classes about this idea of when like you you feel like your two cultures are not like yes it's like if you like kind of live between two cultures like when they're not harmonious there's like a term for it but I just it's not coming to me right now so anyway my point is that I was always like split between the two and so whenever I was going to school it always felt like I was suppressing that part of me of like being Filipina and I don't know I was just I never was able to take pride in it I actually have a story that I specifically remember feeling very different and being embarrassed about it so in the fifth grade I had a soup in my thermos and I could not open this thermos for the life of me and so there were this it was like the community center or whatever there would be people who come they're usually young adults who come and play with the kids during lunch did you ever experience that uh I don't think so Okay, yeah. So they'd come and then obviously the kids are eating lunch first. So they kind of just like sit, stand around while the kids are eating lunch. And then one time I couldn't open my soup and I asked this man to open my soup. (laughs) And to this day, I'm like still, it hurts my heart because he opened it and it, he was like, ew, like, what did I just open? And I was like, soup and then he was like smells kind of weird i was like oh (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so can you just imagine me in fifth grade and this adult who i look up to calls my food weird in front of all my friends and yeah that is horrible 
Yeah. And so I remember being embarrassed. And then afterwards, I only wanted Lunchables. <laughs> I can relate to that because I never brought leftovers or food from home. Mm-hmm. Except like peanut butter sandwiches. And I would, I would always beg my dad to like get me Lunchables. Like Lunchables was the luxury. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you got me Lunchables, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be a good day. But like most of the time it was just like peanut butter sandwiches and stuff. Because I feel like that's a common experience with like Asian Americans in general. Oh, definitely. You hear about that a lot of like, oh yeah, like, I was really embarrassed to bring my, my lunch to school because people were always like, oh, what is that? And I think it's talked about often among Asian Americans because usually it is the first memory of like, oh, I am different. Different. Mm-hmm. And it was highlighted and it doesn't make you feel good. Okay, so you talked about how you kind of had two lives, right? Was there a time where you rejected your identity or that was was that part of it, going to school and just like not thinking about it and not talking about it or... I think that was part of it. Like I told you before, there was there was a moment in time ooh, where I was like, oh, if only I were white, then I wouldn't like have to be have to feel so different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely like me rejecting it, I feel like. But I was really fortunate for my family to be a part of this huge Filipino-American community in the Carolinas mm-hmm. it's actually called Philip Filipino American community of the Carolinas I think <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so like I had um, really close family friends who are also Filipino and we would do like big community events um, like Christmas parties and stuff like that and then so we would also do things like learn cultural dances and I didn't get like super into it but I was just always like involved with that they're always just telling us to do things at least during those times I felt good and happy to like be a part of something like that but again it was always just like that was my Filipino life and then back at school like that wasn't really something that I ever thought anyone would understand and so I just always like never talked about that part of my life you Mm -hmm. know yeah like you compartmentalized that exactly what about you actually this made me think about my psychology class in college my professor brought up um this i guess instance this concept that women who date out of their ethnicity and national their country of origin if you will if you're gonna name it like that he said that if you were interested in other um nationalities that you were rejecting your own subconsciously because you were trying to assimilate to a different culture does that make sense Hmm. so for example we like for me dating someone who's not Filipino and actually dating someone who is white is me rejecting being Filipino because I don't truly accept it underneath and I reject my culture and I want to be more like white people (laughs) (laughs) so I'm sitting in this class as a sophomore in college and I am just like 
floored and offended. I'm like, how can that be? I, you know, I'm so strong within my identity. But it made me really dig deep and think about, like, is this really me rejecting my culture by being attracted to someone else of a different culture? And I don't really think that that's the case because... I loved sharing my culture with my significant other, you know, like I love introducing him to different things about my culture of like how we, how Filipino parties are or what foods we eat and whatnot. And so I really like had to think about do I, have I rejected it in the past? And I couldn't think of a time that... I consciously rejected my identity of being Filipina American. I also think that it has to do with the environment that I was in, that my friends that I surrounded myself with were pretty much Asian American, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think I any of what I said makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, that made sense. I was sorry. I was just like sent into deep thought as you were talking. Just because, like, thinking about? I feel like what I feel like that idea is very, very hard to apply in the modern age, especially mm. as Americans, where like Americans consist of so many different ethnicities and cultures that, like, we can't really say that dating outside outside of our ethnicity is like rejecting our culture you know what i mean because I we kind of like even as as filipinx americans we have like a different culture in and of itself like Definitely. different from filipino culture because we're not i'm not a filipino from the philippines you know mm -hmm. and so yeah, so, like, me being here in America and being exposed to, like, so many different cultures and ethnicities, you can't really say, like, for me to date outside of that would be rejecting my culture just because everyone's, like, so different, you know? Mm -hmm. You bring up good points of, I wish I was still in his class to ask, like, has, is this concept that you're talking about, was this something that was thought of, like, 40 years ago or right now during this time applying to my generation mm -hmm. because you could also just argue cultural differences within the generations and then also historical differences and just the environment that we're all in so yeah but yeah I can't really um back to the original question I can't really think of a time that I rejected it <laughs> Yeah, even even when I like was feeling really insecure about it, I wouldn't say I like rejected it. I don't know, except for those times where I was like, <laughs> I hate saying it, but <laughs> I wished I was white. <laughs> I hate thinking about that. But that was just like a short period of time. I was very young and naive and I didn't understand a lot about the world, but obviously now as I've grown up I've become so much more grateful to like have this part of my identity do you struggle with different stereotypes regarding your identity 
I would say, like, again, like, a common experience for Asian Americans, like, kids assumed a lot about me, um, because I was, not so much because, not so much Filip- Filipino stereotypes, but, like, just being Asian, you know, people were always like, oh, you should know this, you're Asian. Oh, we gotta love the model minority. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so that was, like, the main experience when I was young. And I think, like, nowadays, I don't really struggle that much with stereotypes just because I was always, like, in more diverse environments, luckily. So, yeah, but then, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't becoming, like, more and more aware of how, like, stereotypes lead to prejudice and how they exist, you know, systemically and can affect women of color like me in ways that are not always in your face you know what I mean but yeah I don't know what about you that was very like not a clear answer (laughs) when do we ever give clear answers I know yeah you're right (laughs) no I I would have to agree with you that I couldn't really think of I can't really think of a stereotype that really bothered me but for me it was that generalization that I go out or if I went out with my parents or my grandparents especially and I felt that if there was a worker or just someone else and I you know when you can just sense the prejudice or the patronizing way that they talk that Mm -hmm. really bothers me and I and it bothers me that I can't pinpoint exactly like this is what happened and that's why they acted this way you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it was just my family talks with an accent and I get the feeling that they all of a sudden are prejudiced against us because they're assuming that my grandpa can't speak English yeah right something else that actually bothers me that I never notice and I'm surprised that I notice it is dating cb he's white and i am obviously nowhere near that (laughs) but i will notice looks and double takes and just that they're surprised of an interracial couple i guess but i'm like we're in 2020 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i hate that stuff like that still exists in 2020 this actually reminds me of like i don't know if this is a funny story or not but like my my mom is very she actually has like very fair skin and so when she first like came to one of my classes she walked in and one of my classmates looked at me and was like are you adopted (laughs) (laughs) no and like i mean i totally could have you know (laughs) but yeah anyway i was like nah that's my mom <laughs> <laughs> that's my blood maybe you should Sorry, your mom totally be like, do you have something to tell me right now <laughs> that's crazy no. i actually this also reminds me of a story of one of my friends my mom was there and we were talking to one of my friends and she i don't know how we got to the topic of accents but i very confidently said oh but my mom doesn't have an accent And my friend went, yeah, she does. (laughs) And my, I mean, it wasn't, 
in a bad way. We were just kids and my mom took it as like, yeah, Kai, I do have an accent. And I was Mm. shocked. I was surprised. I was like, no, you don't, mom. You don't have an accent at all. And then I learned that my mom doesn't have, does in fact have an accent and I do make fun of her for it now sometimes. They're just like little, little words that aren't pronounced correctly. But do you remember in high school, we were in ASL and I was saying a word and <laughs> medium and I, I asked totally... how to pronounce medium and that was a, I apparently have an accent. Who called you out for that? Was it? It wasn't it me, was, was it? <laughs> no, it was the teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, because I had asked, how do you, it was our sign language teacher and I asked how to sign the word medium but I had said it medium, uh-huh. <laughs> so she didn't understand me at first and asked me to repeat myself a couple times until Lee was like, um, she means medium. <laughs> okay, first of all, that's not even hard to understand. Like, <laughs> I don't know why people I know. have to exaggerate these things. Like, you were clearly saying medium. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I did make fun of you after that, though, to be honest, because I was I just thought it was funny that you like that it came out funny. of you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was but I understood, you know, too. Oh, my God. I think that's the funny part, too, is that she didn't understand me. And I don't know where the disconnect was. But Lee was like, uh, it was like you were translating for me. Like, yeah. she means medium. <laughs> the bottom line is that we all have accents. Mm hmm. That just reminded me, like, the the medium thing reminded me of, I used to work at the Flame Broiler, and I had a co-worker who was um, a Filipina wo- woman, and she immigrated from the Philippines much later in her life, so she did have, like, kind of a s- strong Filipino accent. You know, like, it wasn't difficult to understand her, and so this big bulky white man came you know probably straight from la fitness because you know how like the la fitness was right, <laughs> was right there and those like fitness people always wanted to come to the flame broiler after so he walks in and he's like trying to order this he was trying to order a stick bowl but without the rice so i don't know like if you don't know the flame broiler basically they just sell rice bowls with meat the steak or chicken so he was trying to order this steak bowl without the rice and basically my coworker was trying to explain to him that he could save money if he just ordered a side of steak because the side of steak comes with the same amount of meat as the rice bowl does so she was like explaining this to him and he was getting so frustrated because apparently he couldn't understand her accent and he just wanted to order his steak bowl and he very aggressively said like can you get your manager can i can i talk to someone who speaks english and i was just like or in retrospect i'm so mad at myself for not speaking up and saying something but you know i was like 15 16 at the time and i was just like trying to like do i was on the side like fixing up some bags and stuff and i was getting nervous because you know he was just like this big aggressive man he was 
you know, clearly being racist. And I just like didn't know what to say at the time. And I didn't know how to help her. Although like I like afterwards, I could think of a million things I could have said. Um, But, you know, I just at the time I was like so nervous. But anyway, that was that was just like a side story where I don't know. It's just like so ridiculous when stuff like that happens. Mm hmm. Okay, so speaking of accents, though, when I try to speak in Tagalog, I have an English, not an English, I'm not British, an American (laughs) accent, but which is really funny considering I'm speaking English in class, apparently having a Tagalog accent, but I'm speaking Tagalog and I have an American accent. But uh, my family used to always make fun of me of my American accent when I speak Tagalog. And so I think I struggled with that a little bit because I would get very embarrassed and then feel like I don't fit, right? Like you said living the best of both worlds, but it's also like I felt like, or did you say that? Am I putting words in your mouth? Mm, I didn't say that, but... You said said living in two worlds, sorry. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is in Hannah Montana. (laughs) I think in my head I was thinking Hannah Montana. So in that aspect, I can agree with you when you were saying um, you're living in two worlds, right? But yet I'm not really fitting in either. Yeah, I think that's another very common experience for for like other like Filipinoxes in the diaspora or just like other Asian Americans as well. Just always having like, you know, you have your ethnicity, but you don't come from that country. Like our nationality is not Filipino. And then Mm -hmm. we come, we're here in America and we're American, but we're also not like, uh, I don't know. We're still like a minority kind of in America. I'm trying to think of a better way to say that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that tendency to like feel out of place and you know both Mm -hmm. does that make sense i'm pretty sure there's an another term for it too that i learned about in psychology but again like i don't know apparently after i graduated everything just (laughs) went out the window um but yeah there is another term and i'm forgetting it i'm so sorry professor chun he was the best but yeah i totally get what you mean because, like, mm-hmm. for me, I don't even speak the same language as my parents. So I don't speak Tagalog. I don't speak Bisaya. So, like, when I go back to the Philippines, they just, like, they're like, you are very American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I can speak a little bit um, just to you know, get by. I speak Taglish, but I I understand, like, way more than I can speak. Um, But I I have a similar experience as you within, like, going to the Philippines, and it's very clear that I am American. What you were saying before of how, how, like, you have an accent when you speak Tagalog Mm -hmm. reminded me of this tweet where it was, like, when you're bilingual... But, like, you end up just sucking at both languages because you're, like, you're, you know what me, I mean? Me, me, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It'll come out, too. Like, my accent in, while I'm speaking English, comes out a lot, apparently. And Connor will have to be, like, you're doing it again. <laughs> like, 
because I don't know what it is. It's just instinct. So, and then sometimes I can't find the English word for something. Yeah. So as I like when I got older, because when I was younger, like I really didn't bother to try to learn, and my parents always spoke to us in English. Like I caught on to things just because they spoke the language to each other. Um, but they never spoke it to us except, you know, when they were mad <laughs> or when they were, like, just saying, like, very common phrases. So, like, as I got older, like, I caught on to, like, the more common phrases and then I started to put in more of an effort of, like, understanding, you know, like, the language structure and that helped me just understand my parents more when they were speaking. In preschool, I really wish I learned, I knew the language fl- fluently. I just think that I would have been more connected to the culture even though i'm pretty much fluent in tagalog understanding it not speaking it i really wish that i was fluent speaking it as well i always got kind of jealous not like jealous in a bad way but like just jealous of how you were able to speak tagalog like you say you're not fluent but like you know how to speak tagalog like way more than i do um and that you're able to understand it fluently just because once I became more and more proud of like my identity and stuff I wanted more and more to understand my parents when they spoke and like be able to communicate with my family back in the Philippines better because most of my family are in the Philippines actually so having that language barrier I just felt felt more bad about it as I grew older but like it, I mean it's really no one's fault that I don't know the language but I mean it, it's not too late I always had like these period of periods of time where I was like actively trying to learn and like I had like a guidebook and I would like tell my parents like okay only speak to me in Bisaya so that I can learn it and then I also took uh, Tagalog in college that was like I had a required language so I ended up taking mm-hmm. Tagalog and unfortunately I didn't retain much but it's just the class was so so easy to pass just because of (laughs) how it was structured and like how the professor was it was it like it's totally my fault for not putting in the work but just when like I had so much other stuff going on it was hard to put in the work when I didn't have to you know what I mean yeah um but I was able to learn a lot about the language structure and like a lot of that stuck with me and just like important words, you know. And so now I think I just have a better foundational understanding of like Tagalog and like I'm able to like read it and sort of get what's happening even if I don't like understand it 100%. No, that's really good because I don't have that foundation like I don't really know the grammar you know because it's Mm -hmm. all slang to me I just picked up what how my parents speak or my family speaks so that's something that I really wish that I understood was just the grammar and the structure of it all apparently when I was in preschool they said that if they um like my preschool teacher told my family if they wanted me to learn Tagalog to only talk in Tagalog at home because I'm going to learn English at school but my grandma was always telling saying that it looked like I just didn't understand because I would just stare at her and that's why she would talk to me in English and so I'm half way there (laughs) Mm. (laughs) 
How has being Filipinx American affected your relationship with your parents? This one is really huge because it's such a cultural difference to my other friends growing up, especially in high school. I think is when I butted heads with my parents a lot and not just I'm not trying to say that our relationship was strained because I was very close with my parents growing up but there were a lot of things that I didn't necessarily agree with because they were just the most strict parents on earth and a lot had to do with just being and growing up or having grown up in the Philippines there the culture was so different so I mean, I also want to give credit to them. It's not really easy raising a child in America, which I'm learning about different, a different culture, like at school, right? Growing up and seeing how my friends grow up and then them having to navigate their own values and morals and raising me that way, but also still embracing the American culture. So... Mm -hmm. That was something that I really struggled with, especially in high school, especially just hanging out with friends because my my parents had very strict rules. When I got a boyfriend, for one, we're all surprised that they allowed me to have a boyfriend <laughs> at 16. And then actually, at the time, I wasn't allowed to go to my boyfriend's house for dinner even with his with his parents there it wasn't like it was a no one home situation it was to hang out with his family kind of situation and i wasn't allowed to go over to his house because in philippine culture i guess my mom was saying how when they grew up that's not how that worked like you always went to the girl's house and the parents won't let the girl go to the boy's house because it's like she's not like you know, <laughs> mm-hmm, you catch mm-hmm. my drift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely know what you mean with the cultural and also generational differences. I think one of the things that I struggled with the most throughout high school and just as I'm like getting older is the differences that we have in like how we express emotions to each other and just their like whole view on. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like a touchy topic, but there's definitely just a lot there that we we don't connect on and that I've always wished we were able to. But like you said, you know, it's very hard to like raise a child in a completely, not completely, but like in a very different culture that you were raised in. And so there are definitely some gaps between us that are just like, very hard to fill because of how differently we were raised you know Mm -hmm. I found ways to like cope with it and obviously like the important thing is for me to just be open with my parents where I know that I can be because there are some places where I can be I see where you're I I agree because I think I grew up thinking my parents never really understood mental health or like needing to go to therapy or whatnot right like it's still pretty taboo everywhere therapy is now just being normalized but I don't know if it's just recent with like COVID and stay at home and everybody being in quarantine and them seeing it more and more or whatnot we've actually talked about it more and more 
and I feel like that was something that I was not necessarily scared to bring up while I was in high school, but it was something that I I wasn't sure if it would be a controversial topic. I think, like, the, the main thing, like, there is really so much that I could say just about my relationship with my parents or, like, our dynamic and how our cultural differences have affected it. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, the main thing just coming out of it as i as i grow into an adult as i grow into an adult i'm not an adult i'm not an adult yet but as i grow older there really are just some things that we have to agree to disagree on Mm -hmm. as like as much as i don't want to it's just like a way to just keep the peace you know what i mean yeah there's like boundaries that i've learned not to overstep and the the good thing that comes out of it i feel like is that it has allowed me to develop a wider perspective on life and like a a more empathetic perspective on life just you know having to go through the struggle of like understanding what my parents have been through and why why we may clash in ways mm-hmm. and what I can do to sort of like respect that and just like maintain a good relationship with them that makes sense I think I also struggled in high school with um in my head I was always just like my parents don't understand me or where I'm coming from because they didn't grow up here Mm -hmm. and I think I don't really know what flipped for me but something flipped for me whereas I realized well I don't understand them because they didn't grow up the way that I'm growing up now so Mm -hmm. it was like this flip of maybe I should just pause and think about where they're coming from and I mean, with age, it has gotten easier to tell my mom, well, this is how I see it from my perspective because Mm -hmm. I've gone through it this way. And it is now easier to have that conversation to understand each other. I think before, um, just specifically talking in high school, I was more of like, I never said anything because I didn't think that I was allowed to. And then in my head, I was just fighting with the idea that my parents didn't understand me, whereas... My mom was probably fighting with the idea of, like, she just doesn't get where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think overall, growing up, basically being raised with two different cultures, I think that it's just made me more aware of others and, like what you said, empathetic to other people's experiences and why they may be the way that they are and how my parents are the way that they are and they raised me the way that they did because of their experiences yeah yeah and like you said like it it kind of does get easier like it's weird I've always thought about how it it's gotten harder just because as I'm older obviously I become more opinionated and Mm -hmm. more steadfast about my beliefs and values and stuff like that and so it gets harder in the sense that yes I I become more opinionated I've developed like 
different beliefs and and values just because of you know all the exposure that I've had outside of my home but it also gets easier to where like we we still fight you know like I get into fights or arguments with my parents over things but again like we've just become better at making those fights more productive sometimes I've I've had to also learn to like regulate my emotions too mm-hmm. when I like get into these arguments and then also yeah just like getting better at just understanding the other point of view and why things like even if we disagree and there's no changing that just sort of like having that better understanding well I think for me yeah that it gets easier just because when I was younger going through that all in my head of like my parents don't understand me I think the one thing that I really wanted from them was for them to listen and to understand where I'm coming from yeah and and I finally feel like I am getting to that point and I don't know if that's because I you know went to college and they see me older and maybe a little bit wiser or I'm just getting a little bit more confident in my opinions but it's really cool to see how far I've come in communication with my parents I feel like my mom's listening to this now and is like what I thought you told me everything all the time which I did mom it's just like you know sometimes I cry (laughs) sometimes I cry (laughs) so I know that all of our conversations leading up to this kind of highlight our struggles and I don't want to say resentment because I don't feel any resentment towards our culture at oh, all. No, but not at all. yeah, but it definitely was. I would say growing pains and struggles just trying to navigate being Filipina American in our day and age. I guess you could say. But how would you say that you feel about your heritage now? It's something that I definitely take pride in a lot. Like I said before. It used to be something that just made me different. But now it's like, I love that there's this part of me that I can still continuously learn about. And that does, even though like the Filipinx American community is actually very large. We're one of the fastest growing Asian American <laughs> groups in the US. Do you but, know that you we're know, the third like, largest? population in america sorry to cut you really? off really i I'm, yeah. I'm okay yeah i'm not i don't want to um say yes because i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> oh well i i looked it up okay so okay th- my there source online may or may not be correct but that's what the source said <laughs> um but yeah i i I love that it, it's sort of this unique thing for me to identify with and to like continuously learn about and having like a unique ethnic identity has like definitely allowed me to just gain a better understanding of the world in general just you know having a a broader perspective on things or just a more open-minded lens about things I'll just like go into this very briefly, but I was like heavily involved in the Filipinx American community at my school and 
gosh, I could talk all day about it and all the things that I was able to learn. But my main point with that is that there was so much for me to learn and to like experience and gain exposure in. And it wasn't just like learning cultural dances. Like it was just so much more beyond that like learning about how political my identity is and just like all this stuff you know and so I just love having that part of me and getting to be proud about it yeah I would have to agree I think that I definitely do have a sense of pride that I've learned so much already I think about myself and how I even deal deal is not the word that I'm looking for, but deal with others because of how I grew up. But I want to agree with you in saying that our heritage and culture, I continue to learn about it every day and I get excited to learn more about it and that, you know, what we're talking about right now, these are our experiences, but I'm sure that we'll have more and continue to learn about what it really means to be Filipinx American. Yeah, definitely. And also just what it means to be us as Filipinx American. I don't know if that made sense, but just like I've just been learning more, like you said, like just learning more and more about myself and that a lot of that has to do with me being Filipinx American. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how this, you know, this is just one of our intersectionalities, right? So how this plays into who we become because we're not fully formed we're not grown (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're still forming and what what you were getting into just like how it intersects with other aspects of our life because it does okay well thanks for joining us for this episode of things we think we know where we talked about growing up as filipinx american and our experiences with that so hopefully we're planning to have like a part two Mm -hmm. definitely you know we only scratch the surface yeah for sure um so yeah thanks and see you next week bye